Wash Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the May issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Options and Resources for Beef Producers Making Ends Meet After Wildfire. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Carla Wilkie, who's a Nebraska Extension Cow-Calf Systems and Stocker Management Specialist. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. Dr. Wilkie, we've had a number of wildfires across the state, and with that, uh, many situations where people have lost rangeland to fire. We're getting to the point in the spring now where oftentimes we would be planning to soon turn cattle out to grass, but because of the drought we had in 2022, the dry years we had prior to that, uh, the cold winter we had, and really not receiving much moisture this spring, uh, not a lot of grass green up, not going to be the same turnout we typically would think about in terms of putting cattle out to grass. With that in mind, we're kind of in a short scenario, but in this article, you highlight what are some options to consider as we think about trying to fill a gap in meeting forage demand after wildfire. Yeah. So, you know, if some of those pastures that burned were pastures that people were planning on going to later in the summer when you know, they would expect some warmer temperatures and some green up, but now that pasture is not going to be there. Um, there. There may be some things that they can think about that might work to give those pastures a little bit more rest time. Because when we, when pastures burn like that, it's just, um, you know, you're just kind of done for the year on that. So um, what we talked about in the article were, was just some resources that, UNL's beef extension team has put together in the form of NEB guides, which are just extension circulars with some some information on, you know, how to do things. And those are all related to planting annual forages that might be something that could substitute for that rangeland that's not going to be available now. In the article, you highlight, you know, the option of some annual forages, doing some things with double crop, a number of NEB guide resources on that. Highlight the different NEB guides that are there and where they can find that information. So all of our NEB guides are on it's extensionpublications.unl.edu, and then there's a search box. And so if you type in the the number that was given to that NEB guide, then it'll pop right up. So the, the first NEB guide is um, G1502. And it's one that Dr. Jerry Valeski, one of our range and forage specialists put together. And it talks about if you have established cool season grasses on irrigated pasture, and therefore you're not planting something new all the time with that, but it's just a, um, you know, it's a crop that you put in there and for now, you're just going to keep using it as that. Then he talks about dividing the pastures into paddocks and how much time to graze them, what height to start grazing and how to do rotation, paddock rotations and things. And so that may be a little bit more of a, a perennial forage one, not something that you all of a sudden decide that you have to do. But there are a lot of people that might have those planted and plan to use them for hay. And so if they have access to other sources of hay and could use that for some grazing, because they're not going to have the the range that was 
destroyed by fire, then then there might be some helpful tips in that one on using perennial forages that are already under you know an irrigation pivot. Should you be fortunate enough to be in an area where you do have a little bit of farm ground close to you as well. Another one that you talk about is the use of annual forages. And, you know, this is one I think where there might be more opportunity for folks if they've got some pivots that maybe they plan to put into corn or something like that, uh, maybe changing gears a bit and looking at an annual forage as an option to graze this summer. Yes. And so that, those are good. Um, there's one, uh, let's see, Neb Guy G2185 is one that um, talks about utilizing annual forages with limited irrigation. And that's pretty handy, especially for us out here, because we don't have a lot of irrigation. But that's a really good NEV guide because it talks about planting dates and seeding rates and and just a lot of very useful uh, type information on it. If a person is going to plan to use an annual forage like that, it's getting a little late in the year, but you could plant some some annuals there and then go into another crop cool season annuals, but it's getting kind of late for that. Another option would be to go into something like um, a sorghum sedan or a millet, you know, a forage millet, that kind of thing. And you might be able to use that that ground for for something like that as well. Um, You talked about going into a corn crop. If you had some ground that was going to make a marginal corn crop, planting a variety of corn that could go either for corn or for silage might be an, an option. That's not a grazing option, but but it's but it could result in some some feed. So that was another one that is a really useful one in my opinion. You mentioned summer annual forages and there are some management practices we need to be aware of if we're using those for grazing and one of the neb guides you put in the article does highlight more information on that. Yeah, there's there's the one G1779 talks about managing nitrates, um, that kind of thing. Another one that we did talk about was um, G2172. That one is summer annual forages for beef cattle in western Nebraska. So it may be a little more specific, but it does talk also about nitrates and prussic acid and some of the management practices that you you know, just the precautions that you want to take and management options to make sure that you're managing any of those issues that might come along. We talked a little bit about these forages being under irrigation, but those issues tend to be bigger issues when you're on dry land acres. And for some people, dry land acres are really just rain-fed acres. For us out here in western Nebraska, it truly is dry. And so you need to, you know, maybe be a little more cognizant of of the nitrate and prussic acid management strategies. Dr. Wilkie, anything else in terms of thoughts or resources for producers who are looking for options after a loss of rangeland to fire? Um, One other NEB guide that we talked about in the article that we didn't really mention here in the podcast was G2262, and it talks about double cropping a forage crop with some other commodity crops. And that one might be um, helpful too, because if you were planning on doing corn silage or something, and then you were going to take that off pretty early and come back with an annual forage in behind that or something, then there's some helpful tips in that. And that might be something that people could do as well without making huge changes in what they were planning to do in their cropping rotations for their commodity crops anyway. So there's several 
um, NEV guides that are mentioned in this article that have some pretty good information as you sort through what might be your best options for replacing that rangeland that's either lost by fire, which was kind of the point of this, or as you and I've talked about, there's an awful lot of drought still going on. And so these are, you know, other things to be thinking about too, because there may not be the amount of grass this summer that we hope there is. One other thing from a cropping option that comes to mind for me, and I I mentioned this in an article that's also in the May issue of the Beef Watch newsletter, but looking at wheat as a forage crop, when we look at the value of forage today, and especially thinking about irrigated wheat, dryland wheat, at least where we are, Carl, out in the western part of the state is looking pretty tough right now. But mm-hmm. the option of cutting that wheat as a hay or wheat lidge and then coming back with a summer annual forage may be a a good option for folks that have both crops and cattle and maybe a way to meet a forage need right now with a crop they've already got growing, taking it a different direction than grain, but or really either grazing it directly, which could be an option, or harvesting it as a forage, either hay or silage. So that's another one I think that, again, may not fit a lot of folks, but for some may be an option and would really encourage people to put a pencil to that. Uh, the value of forage today is pretty valuable, and uh, it may allow you to do some other things that otherwise uh, maybe not be quite as good of options. Yes. Yes, any any forage options that people can come up with this year um, is probably worth putting a pencil to and, and seeing what it might do for you. But for more information on the topics that were discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, there's a number of resources on this topic. I would also mention at the website, there's a number of resources on dry lotting cows, different management strategies for that. Uh, things to know and understand to make a system like that work. And if you have questions, uh, Dr. Carla Wilkie also has a lot of expertise in that. And so I would encourage you to give her a call. 